I still think you should invest just as much time and money in maintaining that goal. No doubt. Yeah, because yeah. afterwards, you're like, okay, are you happy with everything right. now? Yes. Okay, well, let's work on staying happy. Right. That's way more important than becoming happy. You know what I mean? Like, maintain that. So I 100% agree. Sean Connery. That's pretty and good. And this is Mind versus Muscle podcast. Yeah, I, I truly think we should go do uh, improv, yeah, bro. You let's would, do it. You would be. Really, I'm down. You'd be good at it. I'd be really good at improv. I think, not to toot my own horn or anything, but I think I would. No, nah, you would. I'd be good really at the, good. I think the like, impressions because yeah, because you have good impressions. The thing is, is because you have so much freedom with what you can do. So, and that's what kind of screwed me when I first did it is because we sat up there. So the guy comes out and he's like, all right, so all I'm going to do is just ask you who you are. You can say whatever. And you just got to like, the, the thing is you can't say no, you can't change a story. So if the dude next to me says that I'm a girl named Stevie, I have to just roll with the punches. Right. So he asked him, so he's like, Hey, nice to meet you, man. What's your name? And he pulls out a Italian accent and he's like, I'm Louie from uh the New York deli and he starts going on and on and I'm just sitting there frozen like dude oh so it wasn't a legit Italian accent it was a, like a Brooklyn accent yeah okay yeah. okay Italian ish okay. but but he did a pretty good job but he just said he was from New York deli and he was like this is my cousin blah 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 he goes oh the cousin what's your name and I just everybody's looking at me I'm just I'm blank but I'm frozen I'm just like Skeeter, <laughs> Skeeter. don't know why the fuck I said Skeeter bro <laughs> cousin Skeeter <laughs> Probably. I mean, that's came yeah, to mind. Yeah. But yeah, so I froze and then but we had to roll with it. And then once once you embarrass yourself a little bit and like you realize, like, okay, well, I'm still up here. Right. You can kind of like play with it. And then. So was it in front? Was it like in front of like a live audience? No. Or thank God. So it was just it a was, group? Yeah, it was a group. So there was like okay. 10, 10 of us, I think. Krebs was there and then we had the teacher who was jumping in and out of it and stuff ah. like that. Um, and then the camera guy and so everything. So there, right. I can't wait to see the film. They filmed it all. But uh yeah, man, it was hilarious because you just you you literally have to just say whatever whatever's on your mind right. and what comes out. The funny thing is, is like I've never heard so many dick jokes in my life. And the teacher kept saying like he would start. He's like, all right, the next drill is this. I don't want to hear anything about dicks, nothing about pubes, and like everybody's laughing. Like I don't know why, but the story kept turning, and it just got worse and it's, worse. You can't say that though. You know what I mean? Like you can't say okay. You you absolutely can't talk about dicks all right? because about. that's all people are gonna think about, yeah. especially like brand new people, right? right. But and if you say like, "Hey, here's your this is your this is your storyline," yeah. run with it exactly. Then, you yeah. know, they probably wouldn't. Well, see, and that's go what that, that's what the issue was too. Is like he so he goes, uh, um, he goes that Cecil list celebrity came in the deli for her favorite or their favorite thing. So I didn't know if it was a guy or girl, right? And he was like, "What what was her what was the name of the, uh, that C list celebrity?" And he looks at me and I'm like. James Fonda and it, that's just what came out and he was like James Fonda is that Jane Fonda's brother that none of us really know about because he's dude that the teacher is so quick right like he would just turn it and make you feel like an idiot right and I'm just like fuck and then it turned into he, like what happened he was like oh that disaster the disaster happened what was that disaster and I was like I put a pube in, in her uh, tuna salad <laughs> everybody's dying put a pube in a tuna salad exactly right <laughs> oh it's hilarious and the same thing so like we were doing uh <laughs> <laughs> One of the scenes I was I was do you know who Darwin is Darwin Diaz Yeah so he was my mom and I was a seven year old kid <laughs> and we were talking about my painting and he was like and I threw it on him like I was like uh, this is the best painting I've ever done it was it's of that that man who was that again and he was like Don King 
it's Don King. And everybody starts dying laughing. It was like, why, why Don King? Right? Like <laughs> so funny. I was like, how would I even know who Don King is mom? And then so go there was a bunch of pauses. I'm assuming just like everybody yeah. kind of like certain, freezing. Yeah. And, yeah. Certain people were good at it though. Like, like Dave Lettick was, Oh yeah, I bet. Killed it. But see, yeah. I didn't know that. And he was the one that did the Italian accent. Oh, okay. So I didn't know him like that. So I didn't know he would be so like quick witted right. and, and, and hilarious and how he had so many different characters he was playing. Dude, I was dying. <laughs> Krebs jumped in there a bunch too, but he's been doing it so often yeah. that he's like He's really quick. Oh yeah. And he he's hilarious. So he would come out with some crazy shit. But um yeah, dude, great experience. I think like the whole thing is like it just teaches your brain to work in a different way. Right. You know what I mean? So your brain is constantly moving quicker right. and, and processing quicker, which is probably going to help obviously this videos, all that stuff, man. I'm, I'm definitely trying to get on some improv. So we got to look that up. Yeah. And I guarantee there's one in Seattle. So we'll definitely go check it out. I think, um, would you do it? I would do it. All right. Yeah. Michael will do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun, man. They have a bunch of different games you play too. So like, Every time you would get used to something, they would switch it up. And then you learn like tricks. Like there's this one thing it's called uh it's a it, it's a recall, but it's there's some like word for it in, in improv. So like on our last skit, I brought back a piece of the story from the original one and tied it into this one and it was like a perfect segue and it made the whole story make sense and it was like hilarious. And the teacher was like, Yes, that's exactly what and I didn't even mean to do it, but like your mind starts working the right way right. and it just like clicked. But I think that would be good for a lot of different things. So and you might be you might be a lot less comfortable with racist shit now. I might be. <laughs> I might be, man. Probably not, but you know. I, there's a pube hanging from your uh from your microphone, by the way. <laughs> there is. There really is. <laughs> it's a straight pube, bro. Yeah, that's definitely yours. All right. Let's get on anyway. with it. Q and A. We got some uh we got some good ones. Some interesting ones actually. Yeah, the first one comes from Michael Ruiz. And he said, Out of Mexico. Yeah. Is that where he is? Yeah. Nice. Okay. So, Michael Ruiz says, What's the suggested frequency and number of exercises to do in a calves workout if I'm working in calves hypertrophy? Calves. Huh? <laughs> Team no calves. Um, so, first and foremost, calves is one of those things. A couple things. One, calves is a very genetic muscle. Like, yeah. One of the things, like, you either got them or you don't. Like, you can, obvi- you can obviously change anything. But I, I do think that's one of those muscles. Like, because I hear about it in bodybuilding all the time. It's like, man, like, I train my calves six days a week. I just, I don't have calves. But I have to do them that much. You know what I mean? So I think, but to, to that point, like, I think frequency is important. Because if you look at how often you walk, like, that's how s- much your calves are getting stimulated. So you need to train them in a specific way. Right. Um. I think the best way to do this, and I've actually read a little bit about this too, because I just, I haven't, I don't even train calves, but I just like reading this kind of shit and training them, um, kind of like hamstrings, like lower rep, which a lot of people will do like 25, yeah, 25 right? to 50 reps. But you got to look at it like you, you walking from the parking lot is the same thing as doing 25 right, calf right. reps. So why train them the same way? So right. what I would recommend is doing like six to 10 max reps going really heavy and using the stretch reflex phase. So like pausing at the very bottom to get a huge stretch pausing at the very top to get a big contraction, contraction. and then just holding at both those points for at least and two to three seconds the range of motion in between exactly right. yeah so time under tension is still the same as yeah. doing 20 25 reps but with the heavier load exactly and really focusing on that stretch yeah that's going to be the best way in my opinion but you might also just have genetically shitty calves <laughs> <laughs> like mine are really 
small, right? Like, like my my basketball team used to make fun of me all the time because really? they were like, "How the fuck can you jump so high, and you have no calves, right? Like you're you're super explosive with no calf but, muscles." But I think look at your like quads and hamstrings and glutes and everything. You're not that way, and right. like, that's where a lot of your power comes from. Right. So I think because I think that's funny because I remember like I remember a lot of my friends doing when they showered, they would do like calf raises <laughs> in different angles and they would talk about it. it's like yeah i do calf raises in the shower every single morning like, right. I do like 100 with different angles because i want to jump higher and i'm like i don't think that's going to no. contribute as much as like you should probably go do some box oh, squats man. Or you remember the deadlifts. jump soles everybody used to rock the jumps dude there was so many people at my school the bas- the shoes that like allowed you to they're kind of like they're kind of like uh what do they call them uh the platform shoes like you know what i mean but except yeah. like it's just on the ball of your foot yeah so then you're supposed to do exercises you know s- specific exercises with them like jumps and stuff like that dude there was probably 10 people who had a pair of those at my school who would just like walk around the fucking hallways with these jump soles on like thinking that they're going to be able to jump higher just by walking around in jump soles yeah that's not exactly i remember those coming out but i don't i never had any friends wear those yeah that shit was ridiculous actually i think my brother had a pair too i think my brother had a pair of jump soles (laughs) dumbass shit so yeah man i would uh train them heavier lower rep focus on the stretch focus on the peak contraction at the top like think about my muscle connection and and probably train them at least twice a week two three times a week and split up the rep ranges maybe do seated do standing and then yeah or go the cosmetic route and get implants <laughs> calf implants you see the guy in true life who did that yeah, shit i remember that you know yeah. what he yeah. had calf implants? he got calf implants so what was that true life i got calf implants uh it was like remember. people who all years ago. worked out but they weren't like getting the muscles they right wanted so it was like body dysmorphia. And it was, okay. Yeah. yeah, this dude was just stressing out about his calves and like <laughs> did them every day. And like, he was like donkey race. Like, like, I mean, he did. Like, yeah. Like the rest of like he was a big dude, but then ended up getting calf implants. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, if you're in bodybuilding, you get judged on that shit. So, but so then damn, you got, that's, I mean. So then you got this white guy, right, with like black people calves, right? And what I mean by that I is... Was like, I was going to say, what the fuck does that so mean? So on. So if you've ever noticed, right, like <laughs> most ins- most black people have... The insertion's different. Right. And, and yeah, they're really short, yeah, right? They're short. But like white guys tend to have like long the calves, really yeah. long calf muscles. So now you have this white dude who's running around looking like an albino <laughs> with these really short calf implants. So like Michael's looking all confused. You never noticed that? Like they have like a long tibia, but... The top is like just like a, a knob versus okay. like, and like it's an like ice cream thick. Cone. Yeah, actually, yeah, okay. like yeah. an ice cream cone. Right. Yeah, ice cream calves. And then uh, white guys usually is like a longer muscle. Yeah, I got that's you. funny. Right when you said that, I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And then it, and then it clicked, and I was like, "Oh shit, yeah." Yeah, I had to go the race, yeah. the race route. Everybody understands. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, <laughs> genetics, man. I had to think about it for a second though. All right, Rachel. Do ketone supplements work? Have you <laughs> nice expression there? <laughs> that was great like, improv. I you know what I pictured right there is uh you know the the History Channel I don't guy know, Michael the History Channel <laughs> guy with the hair that's like crazy and it, oh they, they the different, ancient aliens yeah <laughs> that guy <laughs> like, does ketones work? <laughs> oh yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, um, have you ever have you heard of these? No, I think it's. Do you remember raspberry ketones? Remember That's the supplements? only one I've ever heard of. So those I, came out. Those I were popular them. for a while. I bought them. Of course you did. You probably did. You ever buy uh, green tea extract pills? Yep. Okay. I figured. Yeah, the, the ones that sold at Costco with the. You green ever buy and red horny label. goat weed? Yeah. No, you. <laughs> it's fine. No. 
the funny thing to me is like something will come out and then people just dive all over it like oh finally this is the thing right. right um so i mean we all know what ketosis is right when you get into ketosis which well i shouldn't say we all know so a ketogenic diet is extremely high fat low very very low carb practically nothing um, and then pretty low protein because protein can be converted into glucose which is a type of carbohydrate in the body so if you go into that and you wait a good two to three weeks, you'll go into ketosis. So your body starts using what is called ketones as fuel, which is a fat source for fuel. It works really well for losing weight. It works great for cancer prevention, uh, multiple sclerosis, all these diseases. That's that's what it was created for because a lot of those diseases bind to uh, glucose to fuel them. But it works for fat loss, but it's just a really hard lifestyle to live. Now, what happened is people started buying. So they claim that these ketone supplements – can put you into ketosis. So people were like, oh shit, I don't gotta eat like that, but I can just take these ketone pills. Well, the issue right. is you still have carbohydrates in your fucking body, so you're never gonna go into full ketosis. So the answer is no, they don't work. But if you're in, a, so they did a study with someone that was actually in ketosis and it helped them. So it helped them get more energy. It's like if you were about to train and since you do have carbs in your diet and you ate like a meal that had carbohydrates before, it would fuel your performance. Taking ketones before training can allow you to use more ketones in the body it'll it'll give you more readily available ketones and then you can go for it so it does work if it's it, done properly yes exactly what you're saying so okay the other thing i want to say though too is there's a lot of supplements that have been getting in trouble lately because they claim that they're ketones and they're just not enough they're just really shitty and they just don't work so i mean and which you can expect when a supplement hits the market like it gets flooded with everything and then right, everybody makes right. one it doesn't mean they all work um, so be careful with that. If you're in ketosis and you're on a ketogenic diet, I think it can help you. But if you have carbohydrates in your system, it can't help. So and I've also heard actually like people who do fasting, it can help with them just for energy. So it doesn't mean these, these things can't put you into ketosis. That's my whole point here. Right. But if you're doing like intermittent fasting and you wake up in the morning and you need some kind of fuel without breaking your fast, I've, I've heard they, they say that it can help you. So let's, let's talk energy. about sources on how you can find out whether supplement companies are legit right because yeah. there's a shit ton of them how do you how how do you sift through all of the white noise so to speak or all the kind of like you know these big companies who are just pumping out a bunch of shit products yeah. versus the ones that um you know really work and are legitimate i think the best thing to do is i mean hop on google and go to like google scholars uh go through like type in studies right and then uh you can go to so lab door l-a-b door is a good supplement uh website but they don't have everything is that what you're on right now i, I was just about to pull it up to talk about it yeah, yeah. it's great like it, it doesn't have every supplement in the world but i always go there first before i buy like a, a any kind of supplement because this it was actually cool this dude did it as a uh, i'm pretty sure it was like his uh grad project or something like that for his master's degree so he created this thing where they tested all these supplements that were really popular to see if they were actually carrying what was in there and yeah. then he posted on this website That's and then dope. it blew up so then people invested and then because he kept it was doing so it. unique yeah yeah so there's like there's supplements on there that are like pre-workouts and shit that show you that they literally contain 50 percent of what they claim that's crazy so people were just getting put on blast Man. well then the cool thing about it too because i recently one of my other coaches had talked about it and I had no idea. I'd never used it before. And they were talking about like protein powders, for example, or like a multivitamin. And it was ranked like, you know, here's the top 15. Yeah. But if you clicked on, say, number nine, just for, as an example, and you looked at it, it 
similar to like saying it's 50% less. Well, some of them will say it actually contains 23% more yeah. of what it has. So even though it's ranked number nine, if you're deficient in whatever that vitamin it might be, good. Be, that might be a better option for you. Yeah. So, so really look through them. Yeah, the yeah. way that it breaks it down is cool. really cool. Yeah, they have different categories as far as like each. So if, if a pre-workout has, for example, I'm going to use this because there's a bunch of stuff in there like citrulline malate, beta alanine, creatine, caffeine. It'll tell you like it claims five grams, it contains 2.3. It claims six grams, it contains four points. Like so it breaks it down. Super dope. So I would recommend going on there if they have the supplement that you're looking for. If you're getting vitamins, it should say, um, I want to say it's USP. So United States Pharmaceutical, which what that means is that's a testing uh, that they have to go through to get it on shelves, meaning it is completely accurate and it costs a shit ton of money to go through that process. So a lot of supplements and it's not illegal to sell supplements without it. So a lot of supplements are like, fuck that, it costs too much money. But like certain brands will have that. Like so Nature Made, for instance, like a basic vitamin, they have that stamp on it. That's huge because that means they invested time and money into like showing you that it's like legit. Mm -hmm. So when I buy like vitamin C or anything like that, I always go with Nature Made because I know that. Right. Or like Kirkland, actually, they put their shit through there. So their yeah. vitamin D, their fish oil, all that stuff, which is always a good way to go because it's cheap as hell for a huge thing. So I recommend that too. So I've I've always when whenever I go to Costco, right, and, and I buy the Kirkland brand, I always compare it to more of like the mainstream product. And it's it's usually like pretty much the, the same. same, but it's like so much cheaper. Yeah. Right. And you get more. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I definitely would. And and that's in and, and that comes back to marketing, right? And like this is like obviously not health, but um their vodka is the same <laughs> as Grey Goose, straight up. But it's in a, it's just Grey Goose marketed and positioned themselves to be this like luxurious bottle, so people pay way more. But literally the quality, and I read this thing on it, like the quality, the process, the where it's from, everything is literally identical to Grey Goose. Hmm. I want to say it's Grey Goose, or it's either Grey Goose or Belvedere, one of the like the bigger ones. But it's just like same shit, man. Costco's right. the shit. Dude, did you hear Bombay is they they recall their gin because there was too much alcohol? Damn. And there's like, so there's like 50% alcohol. No wonder what? I hate that Fuck. shit. Yeah. So wow. there was a recall on it. And my thing is like, man, who, who's the unlucky bastard who had to figure out, you know what I mean? Like there was that much alcohol in, in, in their gin product. Right. So it's, somebody's either six feet under right now because they got <laughs> alcohol poisoning yeah. or, you know. Do you think they they probably lost out on a lot of profits over the years oh, for that too? Man. Well, it wasn't. I mean, they always haven't done that because you would taste fifty percent okay. alcohol, right? right? Like, wouldn't that be like tried, rubbing alcohol? It must have yeah, been like a that'd batch, be right? Bad, yeah. So okay. it must have been a batch. Something, but a went batch wrong. could be fucking dude. Two hundred bottles. Yeah, whatever. I mean, you got to think about how worldwide how much how much product they're oh, putting that's out. Crazy you know? shit. They 50 started percent yeah. alcohol, and like like I remember, Wiz was all 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 about. Bombay and then yeah. everybody started drinking that shit. Yeah. It's funny how like that happens. Like a rapper puts it on, pff, game over. Uh, everybody starts that drinking shit's it. So nasty. Yeah, fuck that. I can't do that shit. Yeah, I can, I can handle it. Really? I can't. I don't like gin, man. No, you can't. I don't oh yeah, you don't drink. <laughs> I don't I keep, drink. I'm, I'm just gonna about that. You. Damn improv. <laughs> good man. I actually think Michael would be good with it. 
It would be. Dude, like, I want to check in. Like, I don't know if they do it up here, but... Yeah, there's a couple different... The storytelling would be... And that's what the guy said. He's like, that's my passion, and that's my, like, main class that I teach is right. storytelling. That'd be cool. So I'm like, man, that would help with writing. That would help yeah, with everything. definitely, yeah. Sales, anything. Podcasting. Like, I was like, that would be interesting. So I want to check that out for sure. Yeah. But it was cool, too, because right after we did the improv, we went to the, the, the comedy store, which is the famous um, comedy yeah, Sunset. club. Yeah, On Sunset Boulevard in uh, Hollywood or whatever. And uh, fucking hilarious. Uh, we saw Dane Cook was oh, yeah. really funny. Um, and pretty, pretty like, and, and I was like catching things too, where like, I think you've probably heard Luca talk about this. Like when you, when you want to uh, like position yourself or frame yourself as the authority figure, when you're talking to a crowd, like speaking over people, standing over people, or if somebody like happens to make a noise, interrupt, like shutting them down right away. Like he'd be telling a joke and someone would like laugh or something. He would be like, Hey, Shut the fuck up. No, I'm just playing. And then go back to it. But everybody would be like, <gasps> like attention. And then he would go on with this joke. And he did it a few times. And then like, at one point, he like stood up above people, like in the front. And it like, even in my head, I was just like, kind of like lean back. Like, damn. Like, and then later I was like, dude, he framed himself really yep. fucking well to own the room. Yeah. Um, and I think it was Kevin Spacey was there too. The dude from, uh, he was in Grandma's Boy. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know you're talking about. He was hella funny. He was kind of slow. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> he was funny, but he was toxic. And then finally he goes, God, I'm fucking so stoned right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do we want to talk about? And then he kept going and I was like, this is fucking hilarious. Nice. It was a really, really good show actually. But interesting place. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Our next question comes from Marty Mar. Marty Mar. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Um, the man. And I'm, I'm going to read it how I interpret the email. So. <laughs> hey, man. It's no, no, no. Improv no, hour. No, bro, no, bro. Improv hour. So at improv, I had to be a surfer guy at one oh. point. And I totally pulled out Chad. I was yeah. like, I was like, hey, man, I'm Chad. And I totally went with it. It was funny as hell. It worked. And it worked, right? <laughs> it worked really well. All right. It's the only one I did good. So he says, fellas, I'm fairly new to deadlifting. What's a good way to determine what weight I should do my reps at? I figured out my max and been doing eight reps at 80% of my max weight. Should I use a different approach or is this a good starting point? Yes, Marty Mar, you should use a different approach. Um, and I don't think that's how he. Yeah, no, I, I, I didn't commit to it, did I? <laughs> you didn't commit. No, no I was you like, didn't. Right. What was different yeah. about it? Um, but no, if you're doing eight reps at, at 80% of your, of your max, um, you miscalculated your max. Yeah, there's no way. Because you're 80%, you would be hitting five, would be like a lot. Yeah. That's Because I did like, no, well, so I did a five by five split and we programmed it at 85% of our one rep max. But what we do, and this is what I recommend to everybody if you're going to program it out with percentages, we base it off 90% of our absolute one rep max. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. it's like, it only makes sense that way. So it probably was about 80%. And right. five sets of five was fucking brutal. Mm hmm. So definitely. And then another thing to think about is probably like what came to my mind, I don't know about you, is type two. Um, that and then tension, right? Because I know oh, a lot okay. of people just kind of crumble right, under right. a heavy load. So right. maybe that's 80% of what you've allowed yourself to go to because right. whether it is being scared or or it's you just don't know how to position yourself properly, create tension, your stance might be off. You know what I mean? So right. who knows? Kind of like the equivalent of like a flopping CrossFit burpee. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> shitty reps. Yeah. It could be, man. I'm not roasting you, Marty Mar, but that's just what I thought of. Um, but no, like, uh, I think that, man, and, and it's so important, like, to really understand, like, 
the movement of the deadlift because like you said man like people will just try to go really really heavy and this is exactly why people get scared of deadlifts right and is because they try to go so heavy that their back starts around and they end up doing kind of like a jefferson curl where their spine is just like yeah. in like an oval right so in in order to in order to make sure that you stay healthy obviously i mean practice perfect reps and then just build up on top of that i wouldn't even necessarily worry about like your one rep max maybe go like three three rep max or five rep max and make sure that maybe you might go a little bit lighter and you know your your program might be might be programmed around that for the next you know eight weeks or so um in order to practice those perfect reps at a lighter weight um and, and make sure that you know again like the the rep stays or the the rep stays on point um, you're going to get a lot more time under yeah. tension. You're going to build a solid foundation. I think too, like, cause it's the same thing with like, if I'm thinking about my online clients, I very, very rarely give a guy a one rep max. Yeah. And I usually go with a three rep because we, as guys, we do like to test that. Like we want to see where we're at with things. And three rep is always a safe way to go. But what you can do is they have tons of one rep max calculators now. So take what you did for eight reps, like your absolute hardest eight and then plug it into a one rep max calculator and it'll tell you what your one rep max would be. Right. And then you can program based off of that and understand right. where you're actually at, which I think is an easy way to go. So what I did is like when I hurt my back, like I was never going to try a one or not even a five rep max. I was doing stuff for like eight to 20 reps, like AMRAP style. And then I would just plug it in and see where my one reps one rep max would be according to that. Yeah. Um, but again, obviously that, that it wouldn't be there cause my back was in a bad place. I don't even have people here, right? When I'm when I'm training them, I don't even have them work to their one rep max. Now, there's some of my clients who are probably listening to this and like, you're fucking lying, right? <laughs> but it's true because I'll ask them how did that how did that feel on a scale of one to ten, right? If they tell me nine, done. then you're done. Yeah, right. Like I'm never gonna push somebody to that 100 percent because there's a chance that they might not even be totally aware of what they're doing. Um, and then, you know, if they do try to push it a little bit more, how sloppy is that rep going to yeah. be? Right. So, and then what do you, I mean, what do you get out of that? Right. Like that's the, and then they get hurt. Well, and that's, <laughs> yeah. And that's what I was going to say too is like get paid. the risk versus reward of a one rep max is it, people don't consider that and it's the risk is way too high for the reward. Cause right. it's like, Oh, great. Now what? Right. You know what I mean? And you're usually smoked the next few days. If Even if you didn't hurt yourself, you're smoked. Your nervous system is smoked. You can't train the same. Probably not going to recover as well. Um, and so unless you're competing in something, I think it's pointless. And that's why I like Louis Simmons' conjugate method, right? Because Perfect. Because they don't even touch the lift. They have the most – they're like the most prolific powerlifting gym in the yeah. world. Yeah. They got the most world records, and those guys don't even touch a regular bench press or deadlift until competition. Yeah. It's all accessory work or different variations of the because exercise. Because the risk for reward is exactly. too big. Yeah, 100%. Um, one thing that you could test out, this is just like a little trick that you could do, um, and you can do this on any lift, but I like it a lot on the deadlift. <laughs> Load up more weight than you can lift and practice tension on the floor. Yeah. So Don't even pull the weight off the floor. Exactly. Like yeah. A lot of people actually can't create the right tension. They can't get what we call the pull before the pull where you get your lats engaged, you get your core engaged, you kind of ground your feet into the floor, you have a big breath in the lower belly, like everything is solid and perfect, and then you stand up. A lot of people just jerk it and go right into it. 
So holding that for five to 10 seconds, just absolute as much tension as possible can be a really good way to go. And you can incorporate that into your metabolic sessions too, as well. Like yeah. that's one of my favorite things to do with my warrior people is, you know, like let's, let's take the deadlift, for example, even if we're just using a kettlebell, like my cue is to, for them to create as much tension as possible for the first, you know, 15 to 20 seconds. And then they're, and then they're going to do reps at, you know, not necessarily a high speed, but, a but at a higher frequency than they than they yeah. normally would because everything's turned on and they and they have a greater mind muscle yeah. connection that's going to allow them to perform successful reps yeah and it fucking sucks yeah i was gonna <laughs> say that would be solid uh, right. is this the pr- i i, I kind of had a question i wanted to like yeah. i heard over yeah, the weekend and i wanted oh, okay, to tell, okay. ask you guys and this because this kind of intrigued me i think mine mine changed and then changed back to how what what i started for so i'm curious to see where you guys are at with things especially you michael because i've never actually i haven't asked you this since we started training together um what's your why or what was your why and what is it now and why did it change like when did it change for training for training like specifically training not business not anything else because like i was listening to these guys talking i'm thinking like damn that's crazy because like my and and i think this is similar probably to you theo like my why started purely off insecurity yep like i just want to lose weight and then it got to a place where it was literally just about fun like i was like i just love learning new things and i love training in the gym and having fun lifting like yeah getting stronger right and now i'm back at a place where i'm like honestly i really just i like it it almost after the physique show it turned back into insecurity and now i'm like in this place of like limbo where i'm kind of like trying to figure out why i train because for part of me is just a lot of it is stress relief and like that's my why um but then a lot of it is like looking better. Like, and, and it made me realize like, damn, I still do have more of an insecurity than I realized. So mine definitely started off as, as an insecurity. Like for those of you who don't know my story, man, like I, I, I came in, you know, at 150 pounds, I'm six feet one. So like super skinny. Um, again, man, like I, I played sports pretty much my entire life. Um, and you know, I was constantly, you know, not necessarily made fun of, right? Like, you know, it was a bunch of my friends and my teammates and stuff like that that I was cool with um, who, you know, would just make jokes like, oh, are you hungry? I'll buy you Big Macs, you know, this and that. Like, just a bunch of skinny kid jokes, right? right? And I was just like, fuck, like, man, like, I just feel like this puny, like, insignificant little shit. And I see, like, these bigger, you know, especially in, like, muscle and fitness or the, the athletes that I idolized, right? Like, you know, everybody was lean, jacked. Like, Michael Jordan even was, you know, he was pretty jacked, right? And I was like, man, I, I want to look like that and, you know, be able to perform at, at such a high level, right? And th- so that that was really my why starting out. And even when I, I dabbled in the weight room uh, when I was younger, like in high school and stuff like that, um, and then it just got to a point to where I really didn't know what I was doing. Um, so I, I really just wanted to build a lot of sides, um, and, and really just like look good because I felt like that was going to give me the confidence to, to talk to girls. Right. And, you know, go to parties and, you know, like, you know what I mean? Kind of just be like the man in the room. You know what I mean? Like, holy shit. Right. You know, when, when you walk in. So that was, that was really my why starting out. And, and I realized as I was going through the process that that wasn't enough. Right. Because I got to shit. Uh, I think my heaviest was consistently 205. I think right? it's safe to say that that did build on your confidence, though. It it did because but even a, even just being strong, like even if let's say you only got to 190 pounds, I think the like 
being in the gym and lifting heavy weights, increasing testosterone growth hormone, and just having that like adrenaline, it absolutely changes your mindset, changes your mood, changes your presence right, and everything. Right, right. So yeah, like how I how I approached conversation and and my my presence in the room definitely definitely changed. I will say that there was still some, you know, insecurity, right? Because it's not like okay, well, I just I just got buff as shit and now I can just talk to anybody. It's not necessarily how it worked, right? right. Like there's other components yeah. that, that come into play. Um, but I did feel really good about how, how my body looked. Uh, but then I just wanted to progress it even more. I was like, okay, well, you know, my chest really isn't proportionate. So I want to do this and that. Um, so that's where it, that's where it went. I ended up getting, I ended up getting hurt. Um, and I was on vacation and, you know, my, my back just locked up. And I mean, it probably took me shit six months to really get fully recovered and uh, to not really feel back pain when I woke up in the morning, which sucked. I feel for anybody who, who goes through that. Um, and then now it's shifted towards, man, like I just want to move better and make sure that I'm training for longevity, man. Like I want my body to be able to perform in my favor for the rest of my life, right? Like I don't want to feel pain. I don't want to feel knee pain, hip pain, back pain, like anything, right? Like, so I'm, I'm never, I, w I don't want to say never, but like, you know, my goal isn't to get to 250 pounds, 15 pounds and be super jacked. Now I am going to get back into, you know, more of a bulking style of, of, you know, training and nutrition and, and lifestyle, but I'm building more on the foundation that I've established over the last shit, almost 18 months that I've really yeah. been bitten by this mobility bug. Right. And, and really perfecting my movement and doing a lot more things. So I'm, I'm more pumped up to do like more continuing education around that stuff. And then, you know, apply what I know, like I know that I love the the conjugate method, the West Side Barbell conjugate, conjugate method, because that just fits my personality, and it's what I love to do. I love to pick heavy shit up and put it down, you know, a few times, and then call it good. Right. So the injury is what changed the why. The the injury is what changed the why. And now it's just about thriving. Right. Okay. I like it. Michael. So mine was originally, I mean, I'd been coming to vigor for about six or eight months but uh wasn't really committing and work was getting stressful and there's it's just been longer than that before i started with you oh six eight months before yeah okay, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah so saying. my why right started enough okay with the initial training um of getting serious with training i should say um so i just wanted to commit more and uh, push myself and i think the biggest thing was get out of my comfort zone because remember I was coming to like the earliest class yeah. with the least amount of people and um, kind of get over that. It's and, more about like breaking out of your show. Yeah, and I think that definitely happened after mm -hmm. a couple of months and um, and then it sort of just changed from there and now it feels like it's my daily routine and I have a lot of friends here and uh, it, it's also that stress re relief as well, I think, and it helps to balance everything out. So why now i think it's just a continuation of that um i haven't really wanted to change anything up sneezing on <laughs> <laughs> it's fine um i haven't really wanted to change anything up or you know just sort of progress with it so i think yeah like th that i can i can relate to that because it, to me now a lot of times is people like 
I go through stages, right? Where why are you training right now? Oh, I'm training for a photo shoot. Like that was the thing, but like, it's more of like you said, like I'm training to keep balance and keep sanity and just keep living well. Yeah, it's you know sort what of I mean. Like daily I routine. It's not hundred. Yeah, hundred percent, and able to keep everything grounded. I'm not insecure to come here. I, I don't have anxiety beforehand, um, like I used to. Sometimes I'd come in in the mornings, and um, yeah, so I got over that. But I still feel. Like I still have those insecurities, of yeah. course. I think that's the yeah, different, and, but and that's um, the struggle. Like that's what I meant by saying like I still have those is because yeah, I used to be fat, and it's just always going to be in the back of your head, right. no matter you know what I mean. Like that's going to be so regardless of what my why does. Like I think my why is always going to have some part of it be about looking better and, and being more confident in my skin. Yeah, no matter. And I what. have to think back of okay where I was even six months ago and the progress I've made then, but since. You know, I don't always see those pictures. I don't realize what's changed. Yeah, and that is the hardest part. Like, I think everybody out there should really try to try to have something. And that's why I, I, I'm so big about, like, taking before pictures now. Because, like, I had a client that was, like, I think she was down six pounds. And I was kind of like, fuck, you've been really on point. Like, I feel like we should have seen a little bit more. Um, and she, so I was like, hey, I want you to take a another um, progress picture tomorrow morning takes her progress picture, sends it to me. And it was literally like night and day difference. body composition. Oh my God. Just, like yeah. insane. Like, cause I was like, I, I would have thought like you've lost at least 15 cause she's so much leaner now, but she just, that's the way her, her body holds on to muscle. Well, like she used to be an athlete, stopped training. Now she does again, obviously right. hard with me. Right. So it's different. Like when well, I'd say the weird thing too is because I'm not as, I wouldn't say committed, but say last summer, I was, you know, super strict with training. I was strict with my diet and everything. And once those results kind of changed, I've, I've sort of maintained that, but I haven't been as strict. So I'd be curious to know if I like, if I push myself again to get like that. How far you can go. Yeah. But I think that's, but that's, there's got to be a deeper reason. Though, yeah. Right? But, but there isn't right now. So that's why I'm okay with sort of just. But, and you did it the smart way too, because you didn't just go from being re really strict and really, really on point to just saying fuck it you know yeah. what i mean because i remember we kind of like slowly went out of the elimination diet. Yeah. you started being way, a little more comfortable and that's exactly what i did after the photo shoot and that's why yeah. i i don't know how like I've, i'm way more relaxed now and i'm still floating around like a, a relatively close weight to what it was and yeah which is way less than what it was before because i have lower bat body fat Definitely. but because you go slow out of it your body can actually kind of reset and it's actually smart to do that after every phase whether you're doing bulking or cutting or anything let your body recalibrate and like reset its body fat, reset its muscle, everything, and just get comfortable there and then push for another goal two, three months down the road. It, it brings me to a, a really good point too, because maintenance is, is okay. I think that a lot of people, when they come into the gym, like they the think, goal is never maintenance, right? It's, it's constantly, I have to improve. And they almost right? like think bad about themselves. Exactly. If it becomes and that's what it turns into. It's, is negative and, and self doubt and everything. And that's when, your entire world comes crashing down, yeah. right? But maintenance is totally fine, right? Because if you think about it, chances are, right, especially if you live in like a bigger city, everything around you is designed to make you fat and unhealthy, Yeah. right? So maintaining is actually extremely hard. And if you can fucking do that- That's above average. That's way above average. Yeah. You're I, doing what fucking 60% of this country yeah. isn't even doing. And I get that a lot too with like, uh, I'll have like online clients hit me up or like people hit me up about that and it's i don't find it as much here because we're all in these walls so it's it's easier like like michael said he has friends here now it's his right. routine like 
So they'll be like, okay, I want to do this three month thing. I'm going to get there. And then, you know, and I'm like, no, it's not, that's not how it works <laughs> right? because oh, I let's lost get, 20 pounds. I'm good for life. Yeah. Like let's get you to your goal. But like, I still think you should invest just as much time and money in maintaining that goal. No doubt. Yeah. Because yeah. afterwards you're like, okay, are you happy with everything right. now? Yes. Okay. Well let's work on staying happy. Right. That's way more important than becoming happy. You know what I mean? Like maintain that. So I a hundred percent agree. All right, so we do have the final question, which personality question. Does. Shout out to shout out to Marty Moore yeah. for sending in this question because usually it's Cody who just comes in with the with the personality question. So we definitely <laughs> invite you guys to email mindversemuscle at, at gmail and send us some personality questions. I love, love I love this these shit. kind. Yeah. yeah. So this one, it's it's a thinker. It's a so he says random question. You're stuck on an island for a month. You get three movies, three albums, and three foods Fuck. that can be prepared any way you see fit, and also one non-electronic object. What are you bringing? Damn. Okay. So you're so, alone. Obviously, yeah. I can't. And I'm going to assume Shannon's not an you object have a way bring. to watch the movies and yeah. listen to the music. Okay. okay. So three movies. Obviously. I'm going to start off with The Godfather. Did you get a chance to think about this before? be honest no okay um, so i didn't even i totally forgot what actually, it was that you so, told me so the godfather i don't even know i don't even think i could come up with three movies um the godfather uh fucking interstellar um man holy can shit. i count a series as one movie because i don't want to take up all my movies with one sure cool i'm gonna go with <laughs> Go ahead and do yours. Lord of the Rings, one, two, and three for sure. Um, I'm not gonna say Star Wars because that's like six movies now, so I'm not gonna be like that. <laughs> <laughs> Just so I can have a, plenty of movies on this island. <laughs> oh, and uh, the Dark Knight. Okay, dope. Yeah. Let's go on. Okay. So those are my three. So you have three movies, Star Wars, and no, just Lord of the Rings. Oh, just Lord, Lord of the Rings. Rings. Okay. I would have to have something like, um, God, that's fucking tough, man. Good I'm trying question, to think of a, a funny movie because like, I was like, I got to laugh out there. I can't be serious. Right. This yeah. guy's just going to be serious the whole time. <laughs> Super <laughs> serious. Uh, um, fuck. Tenacious D. I would, I would pick that movie. That movie makes me laugh so fucking hard. It's a Jack Black stoner movie. Hilarious, though. I know the ba- the band. I didn't know they had Yeah, they have a movie. That's how it started. Fucking hilarious. Gotcha. Okay. So I picked that. Um, got some <laughs> PRs out there. Uh, do you know yours, Michael? Yeah, I wrote them down. Go, go ahead. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had to ready. think about it. I had to think about uh, it. Um, I wrote down Billy Madison. because. Oh, God. that's a good one. That's a good one. I wrote down Dangerous Minds. Never wow, seen it. you went classic. Never you never saw it. that? Coolio and... It was like it was basically like the story of my high school. Um, <laughs> recommend it. And then Castaway, so I could learn something. Oh, that's right. Damn, you really put some yeah, thought into this. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you did. Shit. I'm going to... I might I might change Tenacious D to Happy Gilmore, because you said Billy Madison. <laughs> I need at least one funny movie in there. Yeah, yeah. So Lord of the Rings, Happy Gilmore. And then a classic Mark Wahlberg. 
Hey, now you're thinking. <laughs> now you're thinking. Shooter. No. Um, uh, what's that? Four Brothers. Oh, Shooter was way better than oh, Four no, Brothers. Four Brothers was way sicker. Oh, my God. Right, I almost said uh, The Town. The Man. Town was sick, though, with Tre- Ben Affleck. Hey, Trevor, if you're listening to this, you're right. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Cody's got it's a terrible You know what? It's an opinion-based question. You can't answer this wrong. I have my fr- I have a friend that's like this. We'll be talking about music, and we'll be like, all right, in your opinion, who's the best rapper right now? Like, oh, yeah. fuck no. <laughs> Somebody yeah. will be like, J. Cole, he's like, no, that's wrong. What? The-? And he gets so, and we're like, yo, this is, he's I do it more just to mess with you, but yeah. All right, what about three albums? Three albums. Uh, black album, Jay Z. Um, shit. Can we pick greatest hits? <laughs> yeah. I mean, shit. Yeah. Michael Jackson, bad. Or Thriller, sorry. Okay. Wasn't Thriller on bad? No. Oh, okay. Thought it was. Uh, and then, uh, probably Tupac. Um, all eyes on me. I'm I'm definitely going Jay Z Black. Um, that's a must. As soon as you said, I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Um, I would go with uh, Alice in Chains, Unplugged. So that's Here like their comes the rooster. Bro, their Unplugged album is fucking unreal. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's all acoustic. Um, uh, what else would I go with? It's on there too. <laughs> you already know it's on there. It's not even the best song on there either. And then I will go with uh I would probably go with uh it's called uh, I'm looking for it right now. Be here now. Oasis, so it's like a it's like a remastered, so it's like a bunch of different songs from them. So that would be my three. Gotcha. You're gonna make fun of mine and I don't really care. Britney Spears, <laughs> Dixie Chicks. Okay. Well, and I'm gonna step out of the box. I'm thinking Dolly out of the Parton. box. Uh, <laughs> is that on there? Damn, on I, gotta, there. I gotta reconfigure. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I'm throwing. I, I, I'm gonna throw a curveball. Um, one that always has it gets me in such a good mood anytime, and I recommend it for anyone. Uh, the Madonna Immaculate Collection. Immaculate. It's sort of like the Michael Jackson one, where it's like all the upbeat stuff. Okay. That it keeps it keeps you going, right? Um, TLC, Crazy Sexy Cool. Okay. Classic, right? And then one that I could sing along to and really get that karaoke going is uh, Bon Jovi Greatest Hits. Okay. I, I actually have to change mine. I, I got to take Tupac out of there. I got to put in Bob Marley. Uh, okay. Like, much I would better. say Greatest Hits. I, would <laughs> I much need rather. something positive. Yeah, I was going to say I'd much rather listen yeah. to that. Dude, I, I can't even, speaking of, I can't even like really listen to too much rap anymore. Yeah. Like I've listened to... I feel you. Like Kendrick's album, which is super dope, but man, I can't listen to that much fucking rap anymore because it's like, it's so negative yeah. and it just like, I'm just like, man, I'm like, what the, the fuck am way, I listening man. to? Yeah. That's why I don't really listen to much of, of it idiots. anymore. Yeah. But the black album Jay-Z is just yeah. so good. Yeah. That's like that's the best classic. album. Yeah. So what about, and uh, it's actually intellectual too. Yeah. Like the way yeah. he puts words together. What about um, Three Foods? Three <sighs> Foods. And it can be prepared any way you want. Yeah. Is it easy for me? So my carb, well, actually, this is everything. God, <laughs> wow, this guy splits it up in a macro. You already know. Yeah. My grandma's homemade mac and cheese mm-hmm. with Johnny's on top, baked a little extra long All right. so it gets a crisp top. 
Um, so that's one. Then I would go with uh, Grandma's pumpkin pie. All my meals are carbs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they're all cooked by Grandma. And then I would go with uh, fried chicken. Grandma's fried chicken. I was I was gonna say that, <laughs> but but our flank steak is on point. Oh, okay, and, and, okay. and the thing is, I don't want to be on this island with yeah. the shits all like twenty four seven. If I go with all those, yeah, things. it's miserable. You got no uh, preparation H. So. I got no I got no greens in there either. Fuck. Um. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably go with uh, I'd probably go with the flank steak. That's right. Well, and you're on the island, right? You can probably find some. Oh yeah, because I can just take those with me. Right? Grass or yeah, something. I'll, I'll hunt eat, some fish. So. All that shit. Yeah. So flank steak. Yeah. I would have to say, and we're on, we're on an island, right? Actually, no. I'm sorry. Shannon's curry. Okay. Take back the flank steak. So like we're, chicken we're, curry. That shit's. We're on an island, so there's going to be plenty of seafood around. So I'm going right. to take. I would take uh, barbecue ribs. I would just take a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take a barbecue. Um, I would take ribs. Uh-huh. Um, I would also take Brussels sprouts. Believe it or not. Okay fucking bomb i love brussels sprouts it's only for a month though like and then i would take oh, sweet on potato pie for only for a month yeah oh i thought we were That's living like, on this island but i mean it's still a long time sweet, yeah. sweet potato pie i knew that i knew you were gonna mine's like between that and pumpkin but i go with pumpkin sweet potato it's a good choice pie. all day michael i'm gonna go with what i have all Tater time tots. uh chicken rice Monster and tacos. steak chicken rice and steak yeah I think there's roosters on islands like that. I would just plan on. Okay. Well, on every curry. island, yeah, though. It <laughs> depends on what right, island. So, and then one item. Non-electronic device. I already know mine. I'm thinking we're probably going to have the same. I'm taking Steph. <laughs> I already asked, can I do that? Well, it's Which non-electronic, so. I just figured, I figured we had to be alone. Because I would do the same thing. Well, it said you were alone. But not take Steph, uh, but take. Right. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, hold on. <laughs> I was gonna say, pl- plot change, <laughs> non-electronic device. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would take Shannon, but if it couldn't be Shannon, I would take my. Oh, fuck. I was okay, say well, skateboard, but I was like, I can't skate on yeah, the fucking sand. sand, dude. I'm taking my. How mad I'm would you taking be? my mobility stick. I I take I take my skateboard out there just, in the island. Yeah, the crazy. Drive myself. Nuts. All right, mine. I'm taking a journal so I can journal about it. Because I thought it'd be cool to look back on if it's 30 days. Yeah. I overthought it. I would take a journal too, actually. See, I'm taking my mobility stick. <laughs> I'm taking my ninja swords. Dude, I'm, actually, I yeah, could, I would take my really, ninja swords. If I, I, wanted... I need to kill some shit out there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. You know what I mean? Can't kill none with a journal. Dude, I'll what? make bone out. Dude, I watch so much like fucking I'd write like, in wood. survival shit. Yeah. I know. How to, I would skin a snake I'd and pee in it and carry that with me so I could drink it later. Wow. Damn, you yeah. really did. But piece of diuretic, <laughs> so you die. <laughs> Your survival tactics are shit, bro. Cool. You can't drink pee. That'd be badass. Though. <laughs> I don't need water. Water World. You ever see that movie? Yeah. yeah. That Quality was, H2O. That was sick. That's a good movie. <laughs> All right. Oh, shit, man. Actually, dude, I got to go back to fuck, those movies. Now I'm like thinking, like, what about Braveheart? What about um, Gladiator? Oh. You know you what can, I'm saying? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Let's redo the movies. Let's wow. redo the movies. I'm gonna go with Braveheart as one of them for sure. Okay. Lord okay. of the Rings as one of them okay. for sure, and then uh, Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Yeah. All right, cool. I'm gonna go with Godfather Part One, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna go with Troy. Ooh, yeah, that was a good one. Okay. And I do need something funny, so I would take Dave Chappelle's Killing Them Softly. Ooh. Nice. His best stand-up for sure. Yeah, even better than the new one. Yeah, 
You keeping yours? I'm sticking with mine. Yeah, you you, you wrote yours out. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Thought about I'm this good. last week. No. <laughs> Boom. Boom. For all my guys out there who are confused and stuck with their nutrition, who need some solutions that are simple and stress-free, check out my ebook that's in the show notes right now. I just released it. It's called Eat Like a Man, Look Like an Athlete, and I've been getting great feedback. It's literally a simple and stress-free guide that has templates, and it's easy to follow that breaks down what to eat, when to eat it, how to eat it, how to adjust along the way, how to carb cycle, how to time your workout, nutrition, literally everything you need to know in order to get a better physique, get a leaner physique, be stronger, feel better, be more confident, and optimize your hormones. If you go to the show notes now, you can click the link for the book. It'll take you to a landing page, break down everything you need to know about the page, and you can purchase it there. With the book, you'll actually receive access to a Facebook group for accountability and coaching. So you can ask me anything you need about nutrition, about your training or whatever else you need help with. Go check it out. It's in the show notes now available there.